off with a small vision, and that vision manifested into something beyond expectation. I see pride in black excellence when we tap into our magic. I see power. I've never seen anybody put in 100% and lose. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Say it loud, podcast. And you know this, man. And it's just big. It's just so simple, but yet so complex. Let's do it, black excellence. Let's go. go, 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 go. What's going on, Say It Loud podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast, also known as Jordan Hunter. We are back for another episode of the Say It Loud Legacy series. Thank you so much for tuning in, however you do it, weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and all those other ways y'all have figured out to love and support me. I'm sitting down here with a good man who not only has kept my body in great shape and healthy, but also is a part of a very, very important piece of this chapter for me, and that's the Say It Loud Legacy. He is a cyclist. He is a man of many talents, and I'll let him get to that himself. No other, and thank you so much for sitting down with me, Mr. Jamil Devers. Yo, yo, we inside. <laughs> What's up, man? How you inside. doing? Good, man. Good, good. good thank great. you so much for coming to sit down with me. So, you know, a little bit about yourself. You know, you don't have to do the dating profile spiel, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just where you from, you know, and uh, how'd you make it to L.A.? Or, you know, originally from L.A., or how's it look? Man. So many, so many places uh, <laughs> to touch on. Um, we got time. L.A. LA is definitely one of my homes. Um, but, of course, uh, I, have a, I have a Caribbean background. And um, so I have to pull that in. Uh, most of my life was in Trinidad. Um, but backing up even prior to that, I was originally born in Oakland. Uh-oh. So Oaktown. Fun fact. Bay Area. Okay. Um, didn't spend a lot of time there. Uh, didn't actually know Oakland until I moved back for grad school. Um, so it was, I call it uh, going back home, you know, recovering my roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, most of my life, Jamaica, Trinidad, rolled back to the U.S. for school and have been here taking trips home uh, ever since. So I guess going into that then real fast, you know, because it's kind of that's almost like a like a. I mean, Tupac was born in Baltimore, but like, you know, like, you know, like kind of like spent a little bit of time in Oakland and then like, you know, everything else raised you. But for you, you know, you went overseas. What was that dynamic like? I guess, did you know that you were American and then you were living in, you know, like Trinidad and Jamaica or like, were you just in your mind consciously like I was always here? (laughs) I think, yeah, for sure. Uh, Both of my parents, my my grandparents had the Caribbean background. but both of my parents grew up in the States, mm. my mom in New York, my pops in LA. So, um, you know, going when, when we did move and I moved at a, at a young age, you know, I always knew I had, you know, the, the US, US roots, US background, um, but that I was like a chameleon, you know, wherever I was, <laughs> latching onto that. I can figure it out. Picking it up, meeting people, you know, not the, not the easiest thing in the world, but definitely when you're younger, you know, it's it's a lot easier to, to, to pick up on stuff. And so from how, like, from those ages, I guess you could say, like, so you did high school over in Trinidad or you did high school in Jamaica or, like? So, yeah, so I started um, basically grade school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call primary school in the Caribbean. Um, it's here. It's uh, is what, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And then all the way up to, to high school, 
um, I did there, and they call it secondary school in, in the Caribbean, so all the way up to high school. And, you know, like, I guess now that you see it, you know, you have family and you have people that talk about it, like, what's the dick, like, what's the biggest difference, I guess, of, like, high school in the Caribbean versus, like, high school in, like, just L.A.? We'll just use L.A. as an example. It's, it's funny because, uh, well, first off, uh, in, in most of the English-speaking Caribbean, uh, they were colonized, formerly colonized by the British. Mm-hmm. So... The education system is is based on on the British system, so in that it, it's very different to the American you know school or education system here. Um, but funny enough, I was moving here, my old you know fifteen sixteen year old still you know still youthful <laughs> thinking like oh I'm about to come to L A Hollywood I'm about to kill it you know <laughs> these high schools they don't they don't know nothing you know I came from top tier upper echelon, you know, <laughs> but lo and behold, did I know private school here is completely different, is <laughs> a completely different caliber. So I came here, uh, went to Loyola High School, go Cubs, and um, yeah, the rigor and, and the uh, definitely the prep for college was, was definitely needed um, in order to transition transition into the, to the U.S. school system. Mm. And then from high school out here, finishing up, um, played sports, and then, you know, you got to, you got to do something pretty cool, you know, that, uh, I, you know, a few people have also gotten to follow uh, within the legacy, like Nita got her scholarship in track and field, <clears throat> Amber took hers in basketball. How did you get to, uh, you know, college? What was that interesting route? Yeah, it, it, it's so funny. Um you know, you, you always have to look back and, and be grateful. It doesn't always, things don't happen the way we always want it, you know. But, hey, God has his own plans, you know. God's plan. God has his own plans. But, um, so I initially, I had verbally committed, I played soccer, and I had verbally committed to UC Irvine. So uh, mm. being in L.A., easy fit, UC Irvine, top 20 school in the nation, at least for soccer. UC, really good academic. Um but then, you know, venturing out uh, and seeing what my options were, you know, a, a little school, a historic school by the name of Howard University. It's you! You know! <laughs> came knocking on the door and offered the brother a full scholarship. So, you know, I don't want to say I went for the money, but <laughs> hey. Mama ain't raised no fool. <laughs> you, you paying the bills. You know, we got to hop on. So I had to give the UC Irvine coach the sad story and on to to the Mecca. Yeah. So what was that like going from now? Now we're going from the Caribbean. Then we're going to like private school in California. And now you're at a historically black college playing soccer. So, yeah, it was it was so funny because there were so many extremes in Trinidad predominantly people of color, you know, more than 95%, you know, either East Indian population or Afro-Caribbean, black, basically, um, what made up most of the population. Mm -hmm. So going basically to uh, predominantly um, an environment where it was predominantly people of color, then coming to Loyola, which was predominantly white, (laughs) 
maybe like five or six brothers in you know in my class in my whole class in high school that's wild and then going now back to the other extreme going to hbcu at howard so um it was it was i think beneficial to see all the spectrums but uh you know being at howard uh it, it was so comfortable for me it was love yeah and uh you did you bounce around in majors or did you commit from freshman year all the way through you know to be like this is what i'm gonna do while i'm playing soccer like were you uh were you, I guess, in it for the athletics and then, you know, you the school was just like, I'm just going to get something I'm comfortable with? Or were you already, <clears throat> excuse me, goal-driven, like, this is the degree I want, this is where I'm going to go with it? Yeah, it's it's so funny. Uh, going, coming to to L.A. and, and I guess starting that, that college prep, um, that being almost kind of the, the main reason I, I moved in high school, was to transition uh, so that I can go to school uh, and college in the U.S. Um, but re- real talk, my thinking was, a D1, I need a D1 institution, you know, D1 program. And I was actually, uh, fortunately, exposed to physical therapy at, at an early age um, and kind of knew that that was what I wanted to study. Hmm. So it was like, you know, I went to a school and, you know, being in being in uh, in the States um, and having all the tradition and history, probably, you know, from parents who or people who have parents who are fortunate to go to college, um, you know, and of course, going to Loyola, everyone's like, oh, yeah, SC, UCLA, you know. Yeah, these are the, the roots like they're just they're the, the, the pipeline schools. pipelines, yeah. Ivy Leagues, you know, and of course, you know, a lot of the kids at my school have money. So. Yeah, SC was like a we were like a feeder for SC, SC, <laughs> SC, and me. I was like, "Shit, I'm just trying to get you know. I just want to go to school, you know. <laughs> Whoever get me, who giving up the money? Yeah, who, I need that scholarship. <laughs> so um, yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking about it. Um, my parents, both parents, did actually go to UC Berkeley, mm-hmm. go Bears, but um, you know that wasn't in the cards. Yeah, I feel that. And then from graduating from Howard. Uh, you know, was it what's next for soccer or did the, the, the world hit you or not the world hit you, but like, were you ready for that transition, I guess? Or, you know, you still playing soccer now? Like, what does that look like? I don't want to give up. Yeah. I'm not trying to cut your dreams. Yeah, and have you still want to be playing. He's cutting me down. You know, I'm, I'm ready for the league. Put me in the game. Come. MLS, what's up? <laughs> I, at Howard, you know, I, at Howard, being at Howard, being engrossed and, and exposed in that environment, it exudes, bleed black excellence. Mm. Everyone at Howard, it's about black excellence. You know, no matter, you know, what, what you're studying, what your background is, um, you know, I'd like to say we have, we have some of the, the, the most intelligent, um, diverse especially in in you talk about just the the diaspora the black diaspora so you're talking about the african diaspora caribbean diaspora you know all over all over the world this was one place where it was comfortable back in the day and 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 actually accepted black students Mm. some of the only places so being there you you know you strive for excellence you know um black uh excellence was was probably something that that you immediately it's almost like a like a uh, like a reflex you know that that was something that that automatic came to so when you're there 
um, yeah, you, 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 you're trying to, you know, we're getting scouted and, and, um, you know, pulled from, from companies like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, you know, we have one of the top medical schools, dental schools in the country, um, not just for HBCUs, but period, you know, period. So being there, um, and just knowing myself and, and what I wanted to do, uh, going back to your question, I was trying to go to the league, you know, yeah. and, and, um, I wanted to go overseas, um, cause having been in the Caribbean and, and being exposed to, to how big, uh, what we call football is, yeah, um, yeah, for yeah. most of the world, you know, the U S unfortunately doesn't spend a lot of time, um, doesn't put a lot of money into it. You know, it really doesn't push it as, as high as, as some of the other sports. So coming from Howard, um, yeah, when I graduated, it was, um, you know, let's let's get that pro that pro contract signed. You know, let's go overseas. Let's get that Premier League. I want to get to the exactly. Premier League. I feel that. I feel that. And then from there, then uh, you know, did you did you get that phone call? You know. So I it you know as I as I said, uh, God has His own way of, of of working things out, and I'm so thankful where I am. Yeah. So that was the initial pursuit. I'll, I'll give a, a quick story on, on how that unfolded. But basically, after I graduated, went to a combine, um, did pretty well, got called from a few scouts, had um, tried out with a few teams and kind of the USL division um, at the time was kind of right, right below the MLS. Um, knew that I could play at that level, but uh, decided that I would actually move or, or, or take my plans to um, Connecticut at mm. the time. I was going to be moving to Waterbury, Connecticut. Long story short, um, this team in Connecticut was a semi-pro team coached by an Austrian coach. He was going to take us to Germany that July. We were going to play some Bundesliga two, three teams. And the plan was, um, given how well that team had done in the past, get picked up by a Exposure, team yeah. and then you know I'm, I'm in Germany hey mom I'm in Germany so um, that was the plan as, as unfortunately it didn't really work out that way uh, went out to Connecticut just to visit visit the team visit the coach see where I was going to stay was living in DC at the time that weekend being my young youthful ambitious self trying to get in as many touches on the ball, played in a tournament, tore my ACL mm. days before I was supposed to move to Connecticut. So sad story. Didn't know what I was going to do. Rehabbed, did a full year, got back, played again, tore my meniscus. Uh, following both, had surgeries. Realized after that second surgery, all right, time to hang up the boots. <laughs> that's That's it, unfortunately, but... Hey, you know, I, I, I had no regrets. Yeah, and I think what you were saying about, like, God's timing, God's plan, and kind of what you touched on um, and where I want to take it now is you got exposed to physical therapy. Well, you know, for those who don't know, this is Dr. Jamil <laughs> Devers that I'm sitting in front of. Uh, what did that – when did the, the, I guess, commitment to, like, I'm going to follow through all the way now with, like, soccer, like you said, I hung up the boots, I hung up the cleats – and you're going off to your master's and then going to PT school from there. Like, what what was that transition like then? Yeah, and definitely not an, an easy decision. Um, not an easy transition. It wasn't like, oh, 
Soccer's done. You know, time to okay. on to the next step. Horse you know? up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, let's let's get back on the horse. It's yeah, it, it it definitely took a toll on me as as it would any you know any athlete who played probably you know I've been playing so six seven years old. So yeah, it was a huge psychological component. Um, you know, you kind of have to get through, and and you know your twenties are are those years where those are these growth years, those hard years. You're supposed to grit it through. You know, learn right. learn about yourself, yep. self growth, all of that stuff. You know, so it it definitely took me some time. Um, and and it's so funny. I was working at Howard at the time in administration, and just realized, you know what? You know, prayed about it. Um, you know, tried to try to figure out, you know, where where I was supposed to be led. And then I was like, well, you did study physical therapy <laughs> in, in undergrad. That's so, the least we can go you know, through. So at least you don't have to start from scratch. So fortunately, I did have those classes and, uh, yeah, applied to school and, and went to a really great institution. Hmm. And then that brought you back out here to L.A. after school, after school. And now you work on the body. I guess, like, what keeps you, to just last, last question, that, like, what keeps you going with, like, the passion of helping or, or rehabbing the human body or just being with people, you know, through those tough times as you've been through now on both sides of it? That That's definitely an important factor and, and what kind of reinforced my decision to... to to choose PT was the fact that I did get injured um, and, and, and had some, you know, as, as people would say, now, you know, we rolling them back in eight, nine months. But as, as people would say, some career ending injuries um, were, were, yeah, people would kind of give up the sport afterwards. So um, having gone through physical therapy, my own physical therapy, and, um, and, and knowing how much it took, you know, how much I needed my therapist, you know, to recover after surgery. Um, yeah, to me, I was like, oh, I love this. I, I loved it too much as a patient. I was like, oh, I love being a patient. Can I just be a patient? <laughs> but knowing how good that felt, I was like, I know, you know, I could just provide um, this service to, to so many. Um, you know, it's an unfortunate reality that people are going to get hurt. People are going to get injured. Um, and you do need someone um, to kind of guide you along that path. So yeah, it, it, it keeps me going every day to see my my patients making strides, you know, doing well, staying healthy, um, and just and really just empowering them um, so that they could they can be independent, you know, with their own self health um, and their own care to their bodies. Well, I appreciate you too because you definitely kept me going. Yeah. You know, definitely it came in there. Little weak knee, little body, and he's like, no, we are not going to do this. That's what's up. We are back. It is still Say Loud Podcast. I am sitting down with Dr. Devers. Inside. Inside. Because it is hot outside. <laughs> but blazing. speaking about being hot, so, you know, um, just going through, like you said, just making that transition into uh, being the physical therapist, helping people out to get back to where they are, and, you know, still wanting that athletic drive and kind of fire within you, you joined me to do this crazy thing 
on Selah Legacy as a part of the triathlon team. Why? Why? Por qué? Well, well, first, thank you, sir. You know, out of the millions and millions out there, he invites me to come and join uh, this team of his. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I first just uh, am so drawn to the the meaning behind it um, and, and the drive and, and what, uh, you know, kind of the mission. Um, and, and that kind of first and foremost, you know, kind of is, is, is my driving factor after learning about it. Um, me having that sports background and competitive nature, um, it, it was super, super helpful, um, you know, and, and, and easy, easy decision. But um, yeah, I think knowing, you know, knowing what Say It Loud is about, you know, and, and what it's trying to do, uh, me, myself, uh, not disclosing or, or, or too much right now <laughs> before the questions. I'll, I'll wait for him to answer, ask those questions. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's funny because I was a grad student at UCSF and called myself trying to join the triathlon team there. You know, I was like, just give me the gear, got the, the full jumpsuit and, you know, <laughs> got, I got everything, got the bike. And then it came to the water. <laughs> you know how black people are with their water. <laughs> I was like, uh, everybody got a narrative. <laughs> everybody. And uh, and this is where Jordan comes in, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, I remember training with them. I've always you know always been good on my feet, so the running wasn't an issue. Biking for sure. We just got to get in that you know. I get in that water some sometime or another. Yeah, um, little by little. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, I appreciate it. You know, bouncing back because you know, going into physical therapy and seeing somebody who looks like you um, was already like a comfort level, I guess, of like not saying that somebody else doesn't know me, but you, I it just it just seemed more comfortable as a narrative to like talk. And I remember. I, I don't even remember what sentence it was, but I think you said something about biking or like you just cycled. And when the team and I were putting together like the teams, I was like, well, I know, I know a cyclist. I and I was like, Hey, you, uh, you want to ride in this, you know, triathlon. And at the time, like I'm learning information at the same time that I'm asking people to join me. Um, and you know, you hit, you said a good, you know, a thing that I appreciate too, is like what say loud stands for. Um, you know, what does, what does legacy mean to you? Legacy, when I have to, to, to think about it, um, and of course with us creating our own legacy, I, I think about specifically my, my ancestors and, you know, my ancestry and, and how they've paved the way for me. You know, I'm, I'm, we are not rewriting history you know we are creating um you know our own legacy with new faces new team you know uh, and and some firsts uh definitely in in the sport of of, of triathlon mm -hmm. but um you know there there have been so many athletes um in in the various sports that have done it before us um you know that have made a name uh, that it have made it okay um, in the face of adversity. So uh, I see, 
my ancestors and my ancestry as a way um, to kind of follow in their footsteps, you know, allow them to uh, motivate me um, to push forward. Um, and also as kind of a, a guiding and, and hopeful remember um, that, uh, that it can be done, you know, and it's possible. Mm. I think that, and I like that too, especially, uh, like you said, overcoming adversity and like just the introduction into a triathlon, uh, taking, you know, what you're talking about legacy outside of athletics, being a black physical therapist, um, you know, I can't say I, I know many, I think, I, I mean, I know two, thanks Siri, um, I know two now, uh, yourself and one of the late young ladies that goes to church with me, but like, what is it like, I guess, you know, when you're the new PT or the new therapist coming into a, a clinic or, you know, being in school at UCSF, because that's one of the top schools for physical therapy also, like, you know, what has it been like talking about those extremes? You know, you've almost been formed to be able to to be in these rooms and be the chameleon or tremillion. I think of the Pokemon all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what is it What is it like being one of, you know, and, you know, how, how do you plan to change that? Or what does that change look like for you or for us? It, it, it definitely is not easy. You know, you, you think about going going in those extremes um, being exposed to those environments, you're like, oh, you've, you've seen it before. You just adapt, you know, mm -hmm. you, you go in these spaces and you figure it out. Um, but it, it definitely is not easy. It, it is challenging um, being at, at, at one of the, the, the most um, renowned um, and top tier institutions in the world um, in, in reference to uh, healthcare um, um, professional schools, uh, UCSF is, is, is a huge research institution um, and, and known throughout. Um, you know, it, it's funny, I say all of that, but being in LA, I was like, UCSF, where's that at? You know? <laughs> and, then, and then going... UCLA? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> going and, and realizing how, you know, how much or how involved they are, you know, whether it is with, with um, you know, the Zuckerbergs in, in San Francisco and, and them building, um, you know, the... the them turning over SFGH um, and, and the general hospital there and, and just the, the all the strides in research that they're involved in, um, you know, you see how much of an impact they are uh, just to healthcare and and once you're in healthcare, <clears throat> how how um, renowned they are. But uh, also knowing that um, when, when you are there, there are not too many uh, familiar faces. <laughs> There, there aren't too many people that look like you. Um, I was the only person of color, um, especially from the Caribbean in my class, um, and had no uh, professors um, or staff members who, who were people of color. So it, it was very challenging, um, definitely difficult, especially when you're in the trenches. And, Deep uh, in the trenches. And you just need someone to, you know, to, to help you out, just someone to talk to, you know, Help, help you get through it. So, you know, having gone through that and, and knowing what the face of physical therapy looks like, um, I'm grateful and, and, and appreciative that I can be in this field and, and be, um, you know, be a, a lone face that, that can interact with, with people of color, interact with my patients who, who feel comfortable, you know, 
confiding in me, you know, telling me about their lives and, and really being vulnerable with their bodies because, you know, now they're, they're giving, uh, they're putting their trust in me, you know, to, to, to bring them back to care. So I look at it as, um, you know, a huge um, role um, place in, in the healthcare industry that in um, service that I can provide to so many. Mm, that's dope, man. And just to like, I mean, not to like toot the horn, you know, but like if you're going to shine it, you know, you might as well toot it. But like, what are all the initials behind your name that people are going to see on this flyer, the poster? Because I know, like I've, I see them, but I don't know what they really mean. So like, can you break down exactly, you know what I'm saying, what you've been able to accomplish in your young, youthful years of life so far? This, them letters don't mean nothing, man. <laughs> them letters. He's over here airing me Come out. Come on, man. It's on, it's on the flyer. It's on the flyer. So, yeah, PT, you get licensed. So, PT basically is physical therapy. DPT uh, is doctor of physical therapy. Um, and most recently, I required my OCS. So, it's an orthopedic clinical specialist. Um, so yeah, there it is. You 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 get the letters and uh, you add it on and <laughs> and and try not to talk too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I mean, hey, that's the last time I'll ask now. <laughs> that's dope, man. And I guess you know, in the world of of physical therapy, um, you know, what seems to be the long term career path with it? You know, is it is it more of the the passion for helping? The, I don't want to just say that the normal or the everyday person, the nine to fives, white collar, is it to, you know, get into athletes? Is it to be, you know, preemptive? You know, is it, you know, to open up your own study or practice when it comes to that? Like, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still going through my, my, my own thinking, my own planning on, on what that is going to look like, what that shaped. I think when you go into this field, especially with my background, you initially are like, all right, athletes, where they at? Where they at? I'm, I'm supposed to be in sports. I'm right here, dog. I'm supposed to be in sports. I'm talking about, you know, real. No, I'm sitting down with superstars. It's so funny uh, just being in this field um, and, you, and you you get encounters and you get you make relationships, you know, like the one with, that I have with Jordan here and, and so many other people that you get exposed to and you're like, wow, you know. You know, you you are you are definitely providing a service, but you are, you are creating so much more mm. as a result. Um, and and I'm so thankful, uh, you know, for that, for being in that position, um, being a part of that. But um, but yeah, it's 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 difficult right now to kind of see where where I want to be, because um, I know sports, you know, will always be there. Um, it's it's definitely not something you just step into. <laughs> It's, 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 you have to work towards it and, and kind of do the, the, the entry level work, um, despite your experience, it's another realm, you know, world that you have to dive into and become experienced in and allow others to know who you are before they can trust you with these elite, you know, Million, million dollar people. guys who <laughs> who basically dep- need their bodies. That's that's you know that's those are their money makers. So if if you're the expert, you know they're listening to you. But 
you know, they got their egos. They got that little chip on their shoulder as well. So knowing that and, and trying to navigate how to go into that field, you know, that's something I, I always want to look for. But um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's all in the works. I think I'm, I'm open to everything. And I think right now, happy that I kind of acquire this specialty, want to do some possible pro bono work with youth and, and with different organizations um, to give back and, and, and really to allow people to know what physical therapy is about, especially to those that may not be exposed to it. Um, but that's definitely in the future um, and, and hopefully a few more things. Wagwan, 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 we are back. It is the third part in the same episode, sitting down inside with Dr. D himself, Mr. Jamil. We're here to say it loud. Say it loud, say it proud. So, you know, just going off of what you said and, um, you know, just getting into pro bono work and, like you said, working with youth and just being proactive. Um, and I guess, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, you know, long term, you know, obviously you say you're still working on that, but... What does change look like for you? Or what does creating something like, kind of like what you said about legacy, but like just overall, you know, like when it, when it comes to what you're able to do or, or you're able to, to make your impact with, um, what does is, what is long-term change look like for you? So you said change and immediately I thought of Kamala Harris, <laughs> H.U. <laughs> I was going to say, I knew it was you coming. Know. We had we had to add that in, you I know. Feel it. I we had to add that in. Come on now. But um, I better get out in November. <laughs> change. Change. Change for me. Uh, just just in all facets of of, of my profession. Um, I think for one, seeing more people of color in the profession, um, allowing people uh i guess youth you know you have to start off with the youth and allowing them to know that i don't have to be a doctor i don't have to be a nurse you know i don't have to be a lawyer those are not my the only options uh, available for me uh, as i'm choosing careers so um knowing that yeah i could be i could be a black physical therapist you mm -hmm. know i could be you know indian physical therapist i could be you know but um you know, I could be Latin American um, physical therapist, but knowing that, that there are others like us, um, you know, who, who can be in the field. Uh, I think th thinking about change, also also knowing that there need to be not only in the profession, but in the school systems. You know, we need more teachers, more professors, you know, we need more chairs and directors in those schools so that you can change you know what enrollment and admission looks like from the education standpoint and not just putting one person <laughs> but putting multiple people so that one person who's decisions. in there doesn't feel like oh you know i'm i'm ostracized i'm you know i'm i'm alone you know don't just put them there and expect okay well we put one and then they don't feel, make change you know yeah. they they feel uh, alone and, and 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 not supported, so they leave because you know they they don't they don't feel comfortable. Um, so that that's what I see changing in in this field for the most part. 
Um, I guess a, not a goofy question, but you know, a, a question I guess that I've asked you before, but I told you I was going to ask you again on an interview one day is what part of the body is your, <laughs> like the most fascinating, like piece of the body, I guess, to like you learned or like, like to work on like the kneecap or the knee or not the kneecap, but like the knee or like <laughs> the shoulder, or like the neck, like I, I, every, I, I just feel like in my mind, all physical therapists have like a favorite part of the body that they're just like ah yes like another foot injury you know I love those feet man just give me more and more of them feet I don't care <laughs> no I I unfortunately I do not have a favorite body part <laughs> I'm sorry I did, not, I did not have a favorite body part I think the most fascinating and, and it's so funny when my field very hands on you know, it's such an, an intimate relationship sometimes that we can have, you know, it's close quarters because of, of, of what we have to do. Um, I'm so thankful, you know, because people entrust, you know, that you're that you're doing the right thing. You're not going to take advantage of them. You know, you're going to, you know, really make them feel better um, and, and give them the tools so that they can do that. I think if I think about the the most fascinating aspect of the body that that just is constantly changing i think it would have to be the brain Hmm. the brain is one of those things that allows our bodies to function you cannot you 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 cannot um exclude the brain and and not consider the brain when you're thinking about the rest of the body so if i'm teaching someone about pain if I'm teaching someone, you know, how to move a certain way and how to move in a certain position, I know I'm acting on the brain. If I'm giving them an instruction and they don't know what I'm talking about, I've tried it one way, I've tried it another way, maybe they don't learn that way. So maybe I need to change, you know, mm-hmm. my approach so that they understand how to get, you know, how to be successful. I want Very them important. to be successful. I want them to, to know what I'm talking about. But if I'm giving you those tools and we have one session and you don't get anything out of it, then I feel like a failure. Mm. You know, the first thing I do with my patients is give them that education piece. This is your body. This is what's going on. Um, This is why it's possible. You know, this is why what's going on and this is why what's happening. But if you miss that aspect of it and go straight to the body part, you know, you're you're not going to gain that success and that full benefit that you want. Mm. I think it's very important too. I was trying to think back. I was like, did he do this for me or is he just lying? No, I'm kidding. But I do remember when I, I came in on my for my right knee and I was like, I, I, I don't know if I was a hypochondriac that day, but I was just like, my meniscus is torn. Like, I can't walk. And he was like, no, you just got to strengthen up your hip or, you know, you just got to stretch a little bit more. And I think, you know, just like you said, even just talking through it and then showing me, it wasn't me reading into it. Um, that allowed me to change my mindset and to trust. And like you said, like having that, that connection or that bond or that intimacy in that, in that level of like, you just have to trust me and like, understand that, you know, I didn't go to school for nothing. So (laughs) just please give me a, give me, you know, give me an hour of your time at least. And, you know, a couple months later, here we are, you know, on a a true friendship, you know, and and so I appreciate it. Um, and I think that, you know, you had mentioned, like I said, a lot of it that I just appreciate the most about it all is is your passion, your will for 
getting proactive into the schools um, and just getting proactive into just teaching people that, you know, even if it's not, you know, the, the kids, it might just be an adult that wants to change a heart or, you know, somebody who, you know, is an athlete and they just don't know how to stay around the sport and just opening up that world to them. Um, and I guess, you know, I always ask all my, my guests on the show at the end of the episode to do a letter or do like a, like a motivational, you know, like a little short TED Talk soapbox. Um, it's called the Say It Loud segment. Um, and uh, I think I would like for you to, if you could be in front of a classroom or in front of, you know, um, colleagues of the, the NABPT um, that's been so supportive of us so far, thank you for that. Um, what would your letter say? Um, or, you know, what would your speech say about just, just giving that, that extra motivation, I guess, that hearing it years ago would have helped you or just, you know, going forth that can help somebody else? I think first and foremost, you know, knowing, get, give it your all in, in whatever, whatever you want to do. This is, this is not only, um, I'm not speaking only about PT, um, but in, in any aspect of your life, anything that, that you are set on trying to achieve, uh, trying to accomplish, give it your all. You know, work at it, time, energy, sweat, tears, maybe blood, push through that, push through it. Because, um, you know, if, 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 things, if things are easy, everyone will do it. You know, it, it takes hard work. It, it, it takes that little bit of grit to get through it. And so if, if you really want something bad, you know, you really, you really, really want it. You know, you dream about it. You know, you desire to be it. Um, work hard. Work hard at it. It's not going to be easy. You'll, you'll have some difficult times. Um, but just know that there is light. You know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You have to work at it. And, and I think first, even prior to that, find something you're passionate in. You know, find something you really want to do. Look back at, at what you want to do. Um, and I always like, you know, the, the analogy of, you know, find something that, that you can see yourself doing that you wouldn't be compensated for. You know, everybody like money. You know, everyone want to, you know, I won't, I won't say get rich or die trying, but <laughs> everybody want to everybody wanna be, you know, head honcho, money in the bank. But think about something that's going to allow you to wake up every morning, um, you know, feel energized about what you're going to do, not feel bad about putting uh, additional hours in um, or even putting hours in that you're not going to get paid for um, and, and feeling satisfied and happy with that because that's one thing that's going to keep you going forward. That, and, and, and that's something that's going to allow you, you have to, you have to figure out things in your life that are, are going to motivate you, are going to push you, going to allow you to, to keep going. Because without those things, um, you know, a lot of things end up being pointless. You end up asking yourself, why am I doing this? You know what? Do I need to be doing this? Should I be doing this? So go back to, to what allowed you to make that decision what is driving you um, and keep pushing baby keep pushing the end 
That's what's up, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for Thanks, that. Man. That was motivating. Blood, sweat, and tears. I was like, ah, I'm going to go out tomorrow, not today. I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to go out go and right hit now. this 210. What's <laughs> up on this bike? It's 112 degrees. <laughs> I ain't said, going nowhere. I don't care if I fall in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jamil, again, man, you know, a man of many words, um, you know, heavy on social media and and how can we support you? You know, uh, do you have any secret websites, you know, that you, uh, you've you started up for your campaigns or anything like that? Or, you know, if anybody just wants to, I guess, inquire about, I want to change a career or I have a, a young child or something like that and wants to get into it, um, where can we contact you at Keep in Contact With? I'm on social media. You can definitely contact me by Instagram. Um, may have to ask Jordan for the spelling. <laughs> I'm it's, at yeah. J Nogara Devers um, on Instagram. Uh, you can contact me via email, uh, jamil.devers at gmail.com. We can provide some of these details in in the in the comments. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be the best way. Um, definitely tap into NABPT. Um, they're on Instagram as well. Um, and yeah, holla at me at Say It Loud. There you go, man. Hey, like I said, as always, it's Say It Loud. We are still doing it. We have a lot of amazing things coming up in this world. And uh, you know, like Jamil said, find your passion and go for it. Um, if you wake up tomorrow, and money didn't mean anything, what would make you smile? And what would keep you going every single day, motivated to get into the next day? Um, that's gonna be my two cents for the day. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow, support, show love, and just send this to somebody that might need to hear it. Even if you didn't learn anything or grasp anything from it, you never know who needs to hear something like this. And uh, you know, that's what legacy is about. Until the next time, I love y'all. Stay black. More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. Drink water. More fire. And you know what I'm saying? Wash your hands and wash your ass. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs>